Welcome to this very special series brought to you by Straight to the Source and Food South Australia with support from the Department of Trade and Investment. We're coming to you today from the traditional lands of the Ghana people, and we'd like to begin by paying our respects to elders past, present and emerging, and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today. We've taken our studio on the road to Adelaide, where we're catching up with 10 exciting producers from regions across South Australia to find out what puts them at the forefront of creativity and innovation in food production. It's been really fantastic to spend time in South Australia over the last few days. It's really reinforced the diversity that's on offer here and the outstanding quality across the board. You can feel the connection and collaboration between producers and it's really wonderful because it makes them so much stronger together. Yeah, we've had we've had and heard some fantastic conversations with producers over the last few days and we're really looking forward to sharing their stories with you. And it's been mighty delicious. <laughs> Let's get started. Welcome, Marianne and Zoe. It's great to have you here in the podcast studio, our pop-up in Adelaide. And it's wonderful to have this array of product that you've brought in as well, which we'll walk the audience through shortly. But meanwhile, can you tell us the name of your business and what your business is about, please? Okay, so um, our business is Woolmore Fine Foods. We are a small family business. So it's my husband, my two children, and myself and some a, a few other staff, and we manufacture a range of sweet and savoury biscuits and then a range of sticky balsamic vinegars and preserved lemons. So in terms of your product line, what was the first – did you start off in biscuits? So what actually happened was years ago I actually worked in a craft shop making babies' embroidery and smocking. Okay. <laughs> Now, how do you go? How do you go from that to it's a called, commercial product line in the gourmet? It, it's it's called evolving. So, um, at this craft shop, I started doing a bit of Christmas baking and um, making some of the uh, condiments, so the pickles and all of that sort of thing. Um, and I, after a while, I decided to sell the balsamic vinegars and preserve lemons. So I went cold called a whole lot of customers um, and picked up some customers through that. And then I decided that I needed something else. So we launched the biscuits. So was this a business plan model or was it a side hustle that just, you know, started evolving and then grew organically? Uh, more of a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just it just sort of grew um, from nothing. So to, <laughs> to mum's a really good baker, and she's always been interested in food, different cultures, all kinds of things. When I was a kid, we would eat really bizarre food. Like, like give me an example, food, like really, oh, what like what were your lunches like going to school? Oh, like, Did you have a beautiful biscuit like this? Yeah, but mum would always experiment and, you know, you, you do like a beetroot soup. for Yeah, you know. that, that has actually gone down. And I'm eight years in. old. That's kind of unusual. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually beetroot and cream cheese. <laughs> it was a good idea at the time. She's an experimenter and 
she's got a real passion for food and our family, your mum, you know, your uh, your aunt, everyone's really good at cooking. So it just formed f- from a natural thing into a business. And why and wouldn't you? Would you say that's your point of difference though? Because when you, you look at, I mean, you have refinement in your product. It's, you know, it's, it's not cottage in no. the cottage industry as such. It, it may have come from there, but it does, there is refinement in it. But how do you, how do you keep building those tools and creating the range and evolving the flavors and the offering? Through having an idea, through someone saying something at a tasting, um, the, the gluten-free, if we're doing in-store tastings, we didn't have anything gluten-free to start with. Um, and so people would say, where's the gluten-free? And we were told so many times that we just sort of had to do something about it. Zoe developed that one, the gluten-free biscuit. Oh. Done, Zoe. <laughs> and that came from when mum was, when we were younger, mum would make, was an orange poppy seed cupcakes and they were the bomb. I loved them. They were the best. But we've already got orange kisses. So each biscuit we make, we want no one else to have it. So there's something that's very important we need to point out in terms of the ingredients you're using. Yes. Can you walk us through that? Because you're quite particular about the flour and the eggs and the sugar, aren't you? So butter. Yeah, and butter. Butter, butter is best. Yes. Um, a cultured butter or a non-cultured butter? Just a non-cultured butter, but butter, not cake margarine. So we basically don't use anything that you wouldn't find in your pantry. So a lot of people when they try our biscuits will be, they taste homemade, which is actually quite a good point of difference. I must say you um, sent us a selection down in Sydney in our office and I opened it up right and I put it out on the bench and then kept looking and I go, okay, which one do we start with? Which one do we try first? And the Florentines jumped out. So of course, you know, when we have people come in our office it's like okay it's I know that we're culinary judges and and I and I also sit on the committee for the Sydney Royal Fine Food so um, it's a bit risky Cindy yeah. <laughs> but I tell you we're a bit nervous we kept going back for more so you definitely need to enter that competition I will send you the link the entry is just open last week um so the Florentine was that one of the first ones that you started with or? yes yes it was actually yes um it was something that my mum used to make and it was um so when I was you know Saturday night dinner parties that your parents had um and you'd get up Sunday morning and see what was left on the table <laughs> and it was always you know a Florentine that I'd have for breakfast so on a Sunday morning so that was that's actually a good memory thing yeah it's and good. is that what it inspires you uh, yes, I guess. I, um, or is it those memories or what is it that puts fire in your belly and goes, you know what, I'm going to create an innovative range that tastes homemade, that is refined and... It know, has to taste good. I have to like it. Okay. It did start from that. It did start from your mum's recipe. Yeah, but I have to like it. If I don't like it... You can't sell it. I can't sell it. Not even if the market says, you know what, I want an anchovy biscuit. Would you make me one? Oh, see, I love anchovies. Okay, so I don't. <laughs> I've actually always wanted to do. Okay, actually, it does sound good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, like a beetroot and cream cheese biscuit, that would be a no. <laughs> yeah, probably that would be a no. 
<laughs> it could be good. I don't know. <laughs> well, for our listeners in their office and at home, do you have the ability to scale up? Yes. How so? With a, with a yes. Um, we have just ordered from Italy some new equipment, which will actually change things. It's like a 10-year dream. Yeah. <laughs> it should be here by middle of August, let's hope. So where, where is your bakery? Um, uh, in West Croydon, so on the, in the western suburbs, in the western suburbs of the city. The yeah. little factory. Yeah. So how important is it for you to wave that South Australian flag? Really important, really important. We're employing South Australians. It, it's just lovely. It's just, it, it's just a really good thing to be able to do. I and think South Australia is so underrated. Everyone always says little old Adelaide, but there's so much happening here. It's, it's a, a real really for fun we, city. We are sitting here in the middle of a trade show. There's over 100 exhibitors, and each and every one of them have an amazing story, and they also have some incredible products yeah. that they've worked very hard to develop right here in Adelaide. Mm. Yeah, and everyone yeah. wants to help everyone. I, Adelaide is I, – I just love it. When I went overseas, I couldn't believe how much I missed Adelaide. It is such an unusual city. Everyone knows everyone. There's just so much happening. Everyone's got ideas. Everyone wants to make a difference. It's and a really st- make a stand. How has Food South Australia influenced your growth? So we have really only been involved with them uh, since the end of last year. Um, and I... Am shocked or pleasant or extremely pleasantly surprised at what they have offered us. So we became members in January of this year, um, but we were also we did another program with them as well that they offered. Mm, there's no hard sell about being becoming a member but it is just support um everyone is doing this you wouldn't be sitting here with me in this pop-up studio would you no No. but that's that's just cooking now that that is just one of the of the many opportunities that they've offered us um we have someone who we're working with to look at our packaging because no matter how good your product is, it's it's down to the quality of the packaging. So not necessarily the label, but the quality of the bag, the quality of the seal, all the of those things. Sustainability element. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. all of those things, and are helping us sort that out. So I can't. I, I know the listeners can't can't see this, but I'm sitting here amongst an array of your biscuits. Now, can you walk us through what they are? And this, I know it's just a little snapshot of the type of biscuits you bake, but can you just kind of explain okay. what we have here? And then that means we can taste one because this is killing me. Okay, so um, parmesan cheese biscuits. It's like an English style, is it? Is it a yes. cheddar? So it's it's more like a cheesy shortbread. So it's not necessarily crispy. Mm-hmm. It's got a it, yeah. It's good with a dip platter. It's great Glass with of wine. wine. It is so good with wine. But we actually use it um, as like a, a a crumble on on savoury things oh, as pasta well. Pasta bakes. We don't oh, use parmesan. Cauliflower soup. Mm. Oh, 
we put it on it, top yeah. and it's like all a sorts cre- of things. It's like a parmesan crispy. So you just oh, blitz it in so the food good. processor, just crumble them. I break it in my hand. Yeah. So I've just had a bite and this is absolutely delicious, but I could also see it as a vehicle from canapé perspective. Yes, yes, so yes. So you could put some yeah. cream cheese or mascarpone or something, in, yeah? Yeah. Or mascarpone, sorry. I could see this as a, a canapé, using it as a vehicle. You could put some, um, you know, cream cheese and some smoked trout or oh, complement it really nicely. Absolutely, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, so the hundreds and thousands, um, whenever I, I do a tasting, little children come up with eyes as big as saucers and I just go, I think you might want one of these. So... Um, it's like fairy bread. I was just about to say, it's like fairy bread. <laughs> and I loved fairy bread when I was little. Now, now, can I just ask when consumers come up and they and they ask you the price for your packet of biscuits? Yeah. Do you do you find that a challenge from your price point? Um, I mean, do they understand that they are hand piped and like? Do you have to tell not, that story? Not or do they always. Just, like, not okay. always. Not always. We're a gourmet biscuit. And yeah, it costs a lot of money to make. The ingredients are expensive a lot of it is handmade wages are big and we don't want to give out you don't want to undervalue it and nor yeah, should we you. want a good product yeah. yeah and that costs money exactly and yeah. life is expensive so that's why we do our best not to put our prices up that big it's walking that fine line because you are a business and you are you are um, producing a quality product. Yeah, yeah. So your your um, customer, you would expect, would value that. Yes. Mm. And generally they do. Great. Most of the time. Most of the time they do. As soon as people try it, they say, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, so where can listeners find your product? Are they in gourmet delis or do you have a distributor? Uh, we don't have a distributor. We do that ourselves. Um, Are you looking for a distributor? We have a lot of distributors that listen to our podcast. Yeah. So um, just if, the, if the right one comes along, definitely um, to get into the interstate, yes, we would definitely talk to people like that. Yeah. What are your top three sellers of your biscuits? And then we'll move on to the balsamics because those are really interesting too. Okay, so the Persian pistachios, number one. The Florentines, I'd say number two. Okay. And then the really the orange kisses and the parmesans equal three. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now well, you, you were talking earlier about preserved lemons and balsamics. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So at the moment you have four in that range? Yes. Okay, so can you walk me through that range? And also are you planning on expanding? Or are you going to focus primarily on the biscuits? Uh, depends what happens. Okay. All right. Never say it. never. That's it. That's it's, so it's true. my thing. Okay. So first of all, the preserved lemons. The best way for me to describe it is it's that lemon flavor that you get in Middle Eastern food that doesn't have that aftertaste. We've had it out for how long? What, tw- 10 years? Yeah. And after Otto Lingi started putting out his recipe books, Simple, yes. all of a sudden yeah. everyone was saying, I didn't know you do. When an influencer them. does something yeah. and that's the reason he's an influencer too. So you saw a spike in your sales, did yes. you? People yeah. knew what to do with them. He demystified 
yeah, scary anymore. People are scared of them. in that pantry list. Yeah, of, he loves his preserved of, lemons. Of the, yeah. of I love the them too. That you and should I love have. yours. I think yours are absolute. We actually spice them as well. We put spices in them as well. So, yeah, makes it good. Um, star anise, sticky balsamic vinegar, which is the perfect pairing for the preserved lemons. Um, so that goes beautifully with all Middle Eastern flavours, lovely with um, – Asian flavours as well. You can just put it on steamed Asian vegetables. You can just do all sorts of things with it. The orange sticky balsamic vinegar is beautiful if you're serving duck or pork or chicken. Lovely with fennel. Um, marinate strawberries. Really easy. That is. Really easy. Overnight, put strawberries in, what, like a quarter of a cup of – you don't need a lot of it. Leave it overnight, stir it, and then you put it on – over vanilla ice cream with some mint or a pav that would oh, be beautiful yeah and everyone just loves it and then lastly lastly the plain so beautiful with mediterranean flavors lovely with a bitter lettuce salad you can drizzle it onto roast meat roasted tomatoes as they're cooking a million different things but it is a list is more ingredient um you can, i always say you can always put more on but you can't, can't take, take it, it away. off. No. Um, lovely as a base for a sauce. I often use it um, in stock when I'm making a risotto, something like that. Yeah, just to give it that bit of sweetness and that bit of depth. Because depth, yeah, yes, if because you're it's up mushrooms. Yes, because it's um, just changes everything. Acidic and sweet. It's also a flavour enhancer. It brings the flavour of everything else out. So yeah, love it. So what are some of the pitfalls that you've experienced as an artisan producer? Probably um, the biggest thing is making sure that our ingredients are top quality, the best quality. We've had certain situations where we've had some issues with... That were um, out of your control? Totally out of our control um, that... Uh, it, it's just made us rethink where we purchase things, our, our ingredients from the country of origin. We've changed um, where we get our pistachios from. So it's Australian pistachios now? It is Australian oh. pistachios now. Happy days. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So the products themselves are Australian-owned, Australian-made, quality, premium, and you are using Australian flour. Butter, free-range eggs. Um, South Australian oranges. South Australian oranges, lemons. South Australian it's, lemons. They really are a taste of South Australia, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I'd like to think so. I, I really like to think so. Yes, yes. Well, hey, Zoe, Marianne, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank, thank you for you. having it's us. It's been a pleasure. And, um, yeah, I think we've got afternoon tea and morning tea sorted. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Bye.